today I'm starting a new series called Get Your Life Back. Get your life back. Look at your neighbor and say, get your life back. Ooh, get your life back. Get your life back. Get your life back. Because seasons like we're in right now remind us of, of how much we cannot control. But we also have to be disciplined about the things we can control. Yeah? I'm already preaching if you want to help me preach a little bit. See, the Apostle Paul tells us, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, 13, and since we have this same spirit of faith, according to what is written, I believed and therefore I spoke. And we also believe and therefore speak. There's a lot in the world that I cannot control, but I can control my believing and I can control my speaking. I can control my believing and I can control my speaking. So my prayer for this series is to build your believing, help you train your speaking, and build your faith to believe God. Even in seasons like this where it can just feel like I'm going to go hide out and survive till it's over. No, I believe we can thrive. I believe we can get our life back. I believe we can still prosper. I believe we can still live. I believe that we can still see the goodness of God in our lives, that, uh, that the kingdom of God is bigger than this moment and that the faithfulness of God is bigger than this moment and that we can still see the blessing of God in our life. So I, I, I felt this, this so strong in my spirit to tell somebody, you can get your life back. And maybe the last five months have just felt like just a, just a numb kind of what, what, what's going on. And, and, and we've, we've blinked and here we are in July. But you can, you can determine your believing. You can determine your speaking. And your believing and your speaking is ultimately going to steer your life. So we're going to start this series here. Numbers chapter 30, uh, 13, excuse me. Numbers 13, verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and take possession. For we are well able to overcome it. Okay. If you know the story at all, you know that Joshua and Caleb said, let's go take the promised land. Moses sent 12 spies out. Two came back and said, let's take the land. 10 said, we can't take it. Because of the tens doubt and unbelief and the fear that hit the, the people, the children of Israel, instead of taking possession, ended up wandering in the wilderness for another 45 years. So Joshua and Caleb go into the promised land and say, let's take it, we're well able. The 10 spies go, there's no way we can do it. And so... Uh, they end up wandering in the wilderness 45 years. Now, let's skip. 45 years, Joshua chapter 14, verse 9. I was 40 years old when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land. This is Joshua 14, 9. And I brought back the word to him as it was in my heart. Everyone say my heart. As it was in my heart. I brought back the word as it was in my heart. Nevertheless, my brethren who went up with me made the heart of the people melt. But I wholly followed the Lord my God. So Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land where your foot has trodden shall be your inheritance and your children's forever, because you have wholly followed the Lord my God. 
And now behold, now again, this is Caleb speaking. 45 years after saying we're well able. Now again, he's saying, now behold, the Lord has kept me alive. Woo! And he has these 45 years ever since the Lord spoke the word to Moses while Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now here I am this day, 85 years. It says old, but 85 years young. Let's go. Come on. And yet I am as strong this day as on the day that Moses sent me. Caleb says, I'm as strong today at 85 as I was at 40. Just as my strength was then, so now is my strength for war, both for going out and coming in. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Everyone say, give me this mountain. Of which the Lord spoke on that day. For you heard in that day how the um, Anakim were there and that the cities were great and fortified. It may be that the Lord will be with me And I shall be able to drive them out as the Lord said, as the Lord said. And Joshua blessed him and gave him Hebron to Caleb, the son of, ooh, this is a big word, Jephunneh, as an inheritance. You know, y'all ever read the Bible and you don't think about how crazy that word is so you got to say it out loud? You're like, I don't know what I thought that word was when I was reading it in my head. But now that I'm reading it out loud, it's, it's Jephunneh. Okay, here we go. It's a good name to name your kid if you're pregnant right now. That's a good Jafune. That's good. Never heard that one before. As an inheritance. Caleb said, give me this mountain. We're talking about getting your life back. I want to preach from the subject. Give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. One more time. Look at somebody around you. Tell them, give me this mountain. Give me this mountain. Type it in the chat if you can. Give me this mountain. Father, bless your word in Jesus' name. Amen. And amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Give me this mountain. 45 years after hearing the call of Moses to take the land, Caleb has been wandering. Caleb has been in the wilderness. Caleb has uh, been a part of this whole generation that didn't believe God. They They didn't trust God, and and because of that, a whole generation missed out on the promised land. A whole generation missed out on what God had for them. And so it should have been Joshua and Caleb's generation that went went into the promised land, and yet only Joshua and Caleb would actually enter into the promised land because of the people's doubt and unbelief. But I'm amazed at Caleb's faith. Because for 45 years, he kept believing the promise of God. I'm talking about get your life back because every time there is delay, every time there is waiting, every time there is an answer that doesn't come as fast as we want it to come, we can get so discouraged. And yet Caleb teaches us what faith really looks like. Caleb teaches us what perseverance really looks like. For 45 years, y'all, he stands on the promise that God gave him. And I want to tell you to stand on the promise God gave you. I know that we might feel like we're in a holding pattern right now in the world, in our nation. But what God said to you, hear me, is more real than anything you're going through right now. 
I don't know if anybody, I'm going to get an amen in this room, but I believe by the camera, I'm getting amens. I said what God said to you is more real than anything you're going through right now. So let me, let me give you three things from the text because I, I really believe this series is going to build your faith. Here's the first thing you've got to know. You are still strong. You are still strong. After everything you've been through in the last five months, you are still strong. Caleb said, yet I am as strong this day as on the day Moses first sent me. I'm as strong today as I was then. I'm as strong. I haven't gotten weaker. I'm just as I've been wandering in the wilderness eating quail and manna. Should have walked into that promised land 45 years ago, but God has kept me alive. God has kept me strong. God has sustained me. I have not liked where I've been, but I'm just as strong. I haven't gotten weaker. Circumstances make me feel like I've gotten weaker. Circumstances make me feel like I've actually lost ground. Circumstances are making me feel like I've been in reverse, but I haven't been. I'm just as strong, and I've come to tell somebody today, no matter what the devil has told you, no matter the lies that you have believed, no matter what people have been saying all around you, you are still strong in Jesus' name. 45 years after Caleb said, I'm well able, 45 years later, he's still saying, I'm well able. I'm just as strong as I was then. He's been wandering in the wilderness. Hear me. He's been wandering not because of a lack of his faith, but because of the lack of the faith of the 10 spies. He had to live amongst doubt for 45 years. And hear me, friends, right now, the church has got to fight for its faith because it is doubt and unbelief everywhere you look. You've got to fight for your faith. You've got to keep believing God. Your, our confession needs to sound different. Our lifestyle needs to look different. Our, our, belief, our optimism needs to feel different. Every Caleb, for 45 years, Caleb and Joshua, as they watch a whole generation, over 2 million Jewish people die and they're going, I'm, I'm well able. We're still going to take that land. God told me. God told me. God told me. God told me. I don't know what he told y'all. He told me. I'm going to take that land one day. And he, I promise you, Caleb did not think it was going to be 45 years. And yet he just kept believing. <laughs> He's been in a holding pattern, not because of an area of his life that needed to change, but because there were circumstances beyond his control. You might feel like you've been in a holding pattern beyond your control. Welcome to 2020. Welcome to, I didn't know it was going to happen this way. Welcome to, I didn't expect that to help happen. Welcome to, I didn't think this, this, this year was going to go like it's going. Can I tell you, you're just as strong today as you were on March 1st. Can I tell you, God is just as strong as he was on March 1st. 
And I see, I, I preach a lot about process. I preach a lot about God working on you and God working in you. And, and, and I, I've, I've coined this phrase that I've said for years, there, there are no disciples without a desert. And I, and I, and I really believe all that, but, but sometimes you're in a challenging moment, not because you're in process, not because you did anything wrong, not because you missed God, not because you're, you're, you're just in it because you're in it and you don't know why you're in it, but you just in it. I mean, I'm, I'm looking around this room right now and I see people that have gone through major things in 2020 that love God, <coughs> have faith, know the word. I mean, they're, they're going with, did y'all hear that cough? Is that like, <laughs> did y'all hear it? Everything in me was like, <clears throat> can I, can, do I need to preach with the mask? You know, they know God and they love the Lord. Okay. But just, just sometimes life takes an unexpected turn. Sometimes life takes longer than you expected it. Let me remind you, life is long. And sometimes it just feels really long. Sometimes it just feels like, is this ever going to end? But let me also remind you, life is short. Like, boom, you could have a breakthrough. Boom, it could be an open door. Boom, it could be the moment for you to, to take that step into the new, the new thing that God has for you. So life is long and life is short. But after 45 years, Caleb declares, the circling did not break me. The wandering did not confuse me. And the waiting did not kill me. And I want to tell somebody right now, you feel like you're in a holding pattern. I don't know if you've ever flown on a plane and you go into a holding pattern because there's bad weather. And, and I've, I've had this happen before where you're, I'm flying over Dallas for hours and just waiting for the storm to break so that we can land. Listen, the circling has not broken you. The wandering has not confused you and the waiting will not kill you. You are as strong today as you were then. You're as strong today as you were when God spoke to you. You're as strong today as you were on January 1st saying 2020 gonna be my year glory to God. yeah it's still your year because God's bigger than this moment God's bigger than these circumstances God's bigger than the pain that you're in right now this is your year it might not have been the year you thought it was gonna be I knew it when I said all in I'm like Lord, why we gotta be all in this year this is gonna be one of those years isn't it last 2019 was overflow hey 2020 is like all in. Oh, Jesus, you want to challenge us? Listen, I'm as strong now as I was then. And just think about it. We've been in a five-month kind of holding pattern. Take heart. Caleb was in a 45-year holding pattern. So stop complaining. Relax. It's a tough season. I get it. I get it. But for 45 years, he said, I'm still strong. I want to talk to every person who's believing God. Maybe, maybe you lost your job. Maybe, maybe your, your place of employment's talking about cuts. You're still strong. God's hand is still upon you. 
God's still got a plan for your life. I want to talk to every person. You feel like you're just wandering in the wilderness right now. I mean, I was talking to somebody. They, they said, man, we just love to come to these Wednesday night filmings because every day just feels the same. It's just good to break the routine. It's like we're in like Groundhog Day. It just keeps, it's just another. Listen, you're still strong. You're as strong today as you were before all of this happened. I, I would even submit to you you might even be stronger than you were then. You, you don't even know it, but your endurance has been growing. Your patience has been growing. Your holiness has been growing. Your strength has been growing. You don't even know it. You, you just feel like discomfort, but what you don't realize is that you've still been believing God. You've still been trusting God. You've still been standing on the word. You've still been praying. You've still been uh, uh, seeking the Lord. You've still been reading the word. You've still been building your faith. And, and you feel like, where are the results? But you're actually maybe even stronger than you were. I just want to tell you, this is not your end. Somebody say amen to this. This is not your end. This is not my end. This is not our end. You are still strong. You are still strong. Number two, your words still matter. Come on, somebody. Your words still matter. Look what he said in verse seven. He said, and I brought back to him. Okay, Caleb is saying, when I came back from the promised land, I saw the giants just like the ten. I saw the large cities just like the 10. I saw the enemy just like the 10. I saw how big of a challenge it's going to be just like the 10. But they spoke from their natural eyes. And they come back to Moses and go, there's some big people over there. And they're really strong. And they're going to kill us. And, and they, they spoke only from the natural Caleb said, 45 years later, he remembers. He goes, when I came back, I brought back the word to him that was in my heart. Not this organ. Bible heart. The very core of who you are. The very, the very depth of your spiritual life where your spirit and your soul commune with God, your heart. Caleb said, there was a difference between how the 10 saw the promised land and how we saw it. They saw it by their strength. We saw it by God's strength. They saw it by their ability. We saw it by God's ability. They saw it by their talent. We saw it by God's promise. And when I came back and said we were well able, it wasn't because we were well able in the natural, but my heart was convinced by the promise of God. And I want to tell you, your heart has to be convinced. No matter what you see around you, what you feel around you, what you're experiencing around you, my heart says I'm well able because I'm feeding the very depth of my life with the promise of God. Your words still matter. He goes on to say in verse 12, therefore give me this mountain. From his heart, in other words, not from the natural, but from his heart, he was able to declare by the promise of God. 
Caleb had a specific desire, a specific dream, a specific promise from God in his heart. Do you remember when, when the angel told Mary that she was going to bear a son, the Messiah? The Bible said she kept all of these things in her heart. Proverbs 4 says, guard your heart, for out of it flows the issues of life. His circumstances had not changed yet, but the promise had also not changed. And his desire for that promise to be fulfilled had not changed. So he was still living 45 years later from his heart, from the depth of who he was in God, not from what his eyes were telling him. Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12 says, when hope's dream seem to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. But when at last your dream comes true, life's sweetness will satisfy your soul. When hope's dream seems to drag on and on, the delay can be depressing. Can I tell you that right now, our mental health is just under such attack in our nation because we're in a holding pattern. There's the delay and the delay can feel depressing. The delay can feel like denial. The delay can make you question everything. But Caleb, Caleb decided, I'm only going to speak from my heart. In other words, I'm only going to say what God told me. We cannot always determine the length of our delay. Some we can and some we can't. But we can determine what happens in us during the delay. Am I preaching to anybody? Let me say it again. I can't always determine the length of my delay. Oh, but I can determine what happens in me during the delay. That's where Caleb was. That's where Joshua was for 45 years. They didn't allow the wilderness to get in them. They didn't allow the doubt and unbelief to get in them. They didn't allow the wandering to get in them. They didn't allow the, the, the holding pattern, the circle pattern to get in them. They were in the wilderness, but the wilderness was not in them because they guarded their heart and they spoke from what God spoke to them in their heart. Your words still matter. Matthew 12, verse 35, a good man. These are the words of Jesus, so listen up. These are in red. A good man out of the good treasure of his heart brings forth good things. And an evil man, out of the evil treasure of his heart brings forth evil things. Jesus says you have to guard the treasure of your heart. You have to guard what comes into your heart because what you allow in will then go out. So my confession right now is that I'm a good man. My confession right now is that I am only allowing good things in my heart. My confession right now is I will bring forth good things. Caleb was in a bad circumstance 
but he had good treasure. Let me say that again. He had bad circumstance, but he had good treasure. And the good treasure was the promise of God made to him 45 years earlier when Moses said, you will inherit this land. You will. You will. He got a word from God and he hid it in his heart. Psalm 119 says that we are to hide God's word in our heart that we might not sin against him. We, we hide that thing in our heart. It's our good treasure. And it will eventually, even if it's a 45-year delay, it will bring forth good things. So that's what I'm standing on. That's where I'm, that's where I'm hanging out. That's what I'm believing God for. When are we getting out of this thing? When are we going to feel like it's normal again? When is it? I have no idea. All I know is what I can do today. And all I know is that my words matter today. And all I know is that I'm going to speak from my heart, not from just my natural eyes. Your words still matter. Lastly, lastly, God is still a promise keeper. All right, clap if you want to clap. Come on, I feel like you want to clap, so go ahead. God is still a promise keeper. Let me just just be a pastor for a second. This is why your relationship with the word matters so much. Because he, he he said, I want the mountain, verse 12, which the Lord spoke. He, he wasn't just saying what he wanted. He was saying the promise. Y'all with me? This is why your, your relation, I said your relationship with the word matters. Whenever I'm talking to young preachers, I always tell them, you need to give your life to the Bible. I, I think I give your life to the, to the Lord. Yeah, you already did that. Now you need to give your life to his word. Because his, his word is going to determine everything in your life. Joshua wasn't just like, yeah, I want that land. It was, I want that mountain because that's the mountain God spoke to me. That's the promise God gave me. You, you cannot have a relationship with God void of his word. You cannot have faith void of his promise. You, you cannot hear God if you're not giving weight to the voice of God. God is still a promise keeper, but if his promise isn't in your heart, you won't see it come to pass. And you've got to have a relationship with the word. You have to love the word. You have to honor the word. Here's how you honor scripture. You give scripture your best. That's good. I'm waiting for like one more amen or something. Okay. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. Here's what that means. You don't at 1 a.m. as you're nodding off to sleep, go, okay, wait, I better read something before I go to sleep. Well, that's not honoring the word. You wake up and when you're fresh and when you're alert and when you're starting your day, you start right here. And you, and you, give, God your, you give God your best. 
And I have a relationship with the word. I have a time and place for the word. I have a time and place. I have a space. I have a moment carved out every day for the word. This is why walking in the spirit is so important. Praying, having fellowship with the Holy Spirit, praying in the spirit, worshiping. That's why it's so important because that's where the word of God is illuminated. That's where you hear the voice of God. That's where, that's where the still small voice of the Holy Spirit can finally crack into the noise of this world and he can finally speak to you. This is why hearing from God is so important. Because I know so many Christians, we live our whole life in a fog of, I hope so, maybe this will work. I wonder if this will ever happen. I guess I'll try this. And you're living your whole life just kind of trying stuff out by faith. <laughs> Instead of like Caleb going, I got a word. I know what God said to me. And that's what I'm believing God for. So we don't just, we don't just pull a desire out of our heart and go, okay, that, that's what I want God to do. No, no, no. We get the word from God. So when I say God is a promise keeper, yes, but you have to prioritize his promises in your life. Yeah? So instead of living in a fog of I hope so, I live in the clarity of a God said. One more time. I don't live in the fog of a, I hope so. I live in the clarity of a God said. There is so much I don't know right now, but I know God told me to come to Vegas and plant a church. That's what I know. Like, I don't know a lot after that. I know that. I know the word says, love my wife like Christ loved the church. So I'm doing that. I know the, the, the word said to raise up your child in the fear and admonition of the Lord. So I'm doing that. I know the Lord said, love my neighbor as I love myself. So I'm doing that. I know the Lord said, play golf twice a week. So I'm doing that. <laughs> Let's go. He told me, he told me, he didn't tell me that, but I'm trying. <sighs> I'm living in a God said. Even if it's a 45 year old God said, I still got a God said. That's what I do got. That's what I do have. So that's what I'm standing on. God told us to come to this city and plant a faith-filled, spirit-filled church that stands on the word of God. God told me, stay in the word and, and, and stay studying the word and don't get caught up on all the details and just stay in the word. So that's what I'm doing. And you've got to get a word from God that then God can fulfill. See, this is different than like James chapter four, verse three. You ask God for something and you don't receive it because you ask with wrong motives out of selfishness and unrighteous and an unrighteous agenda. Woo, James, James ain't playing. So that when you get what you want, you can spend it on your own hedonistic desires. My Lord, James in the Amplified, not pulling any punches. James, that's James 4, 3. That's in the Bible. Listen, here's what he's saying. He's saying, you're doing your own life and you're just trying to throw the name of Jesus on it. And he goes, it's not how it works. 
Caleb didn't go, I want that mountain. No, no, no. He went, God told me. There's a big difference. So you get a God said, you get a promise, and then that becomes your reality. That becomes your basis of faith. That becomes the promise that God will bring to pass in your life. Now, it's absolutely okay to pray your desires, and it's absolutely okay to talk about what you want with God. That, that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It's okay to do that. But it is powerful. It is life-changing. It is family-changing. It is history-making. It is territory-taking to get a word from heaven, a promise from God, and an instruction from the Holy Spirit. That's what will change your life. That is what will change your children. That is what will change your, your family. That is what will change the future. That is what will change your spiritual life. Yes, talk to God about everything, but your life is changed with an instruction. You can talk to God about whatever you want, but the inheritance that God has for you and your family comes from an instruction. Caleb got the land as an inheritance because he never stopped believing God's first instruction even though it was given to him 45 years earlier. Caleb didn't just want a region. Caleb didn't just want that area. Caleb didn't just want that piece of land. He was promised that region, that mountain, that piece of land. God said he could have that area. And he had a word on it, even a 45-year-old word on it. And so today I'm reminding you of the things the Holy Spirit spoken to you. I'm reminding you of your January 1st word that God gave you. I'm reminding you of the things that you were believing God for at the beginning of the year that you were believing were going to happen in 2020. I'm, I'm reminding you of the word God has given you. I'm pleading with you to go back to the word. Yeah. I'm, ca I'm calling you to get quiet and to go back to the word and get a promise. Go back to your God said, go back to your inheritance. Go back to the thing that you know the Holy Spirit put in your heart and then say that. Pray that. Believe that. Stand on that. Let me have the keys come up. I'm going to wrap up. Stay right there. Because that's where the promise will be fulfilled. And so he said in verse 12, I, I want the land God promised me. And Joshua blessed him, verse 13, and he gave him Hebron as an inheritance. God has an inheritance for you, for your family. This is not the end. This is not how the story ends for you. This is not how the story ends for the body of Christ. It's not how the story ends for your family. There is an inheritance for you. And I know, I know it, it feels right now like a delay. It feels like, wh when does this end? It feels like, I'm, I'm asking you to be patient. I'm asking you to keep trusting God. I'm asking you, like Caleb, to keep wholly giving yourself to the promises of God. You can get your life back. You do not have to live the next 
five months like you've lived the last five months. I'm going to say it for somebody online right now. You don't have to live the next five months like you've lived the last five months. Fear, God get me out of here. When is this thing going to end? I'm tired of this. You can live the next five months putting good treasure, bringing forth good things, coming out of this season. Whenever this season comes to an end and we start getting back to some normalcy. You, you, we can come out of it not complaining, but going, I know this is crazy. I know I, I kind of even feel weird saying it, but I'm, I'm stronger today than I was in March. Can you, I don't know how it happened. I, I went through hell this year. I'm stronger. I'm as strong. I got as much faith today as I had then. Boy, 2020 had some ups and downs. Boy, it had some hills and valleys. Whoa, it had some, it, it, it had some unexpected moments. But I'm strong. God gave me this place. God gave me this promise. Give me this mountain there is still a mountain for you a land for you a promise for you you can get your life back you can get your faith back you can get your optimism back You can get your optimism back. You can get your hope back. Give me this mountain. I I don't need anything God didn't tell me I I couldn't have. I just want the thing God told me I could have. Just give me that mountain. I'm not trying to be greedy, but God gave me a promise. I'm trying to see this promise fulfilled. Give me this mountain. I spent the whole day with, with the Lord today just seeking God and his word and praying. I just began to remind myself of the, the things God put in our heart for this church. 10 campuses. International ministry. Reaching thousands and thousands of people. God's like, we, we still doing that? I'm like, yeah, for sure. My bad. Started a second campus at the beginning of this year. It's like, this is campus number two. We going to 10, let's go. And then, and then I was thinking about this coming week on August 2nd. We're going to start two campuses. Again, this is going to be different than I thought. But we'll have an online campus and an in-person campus. I didn't know it was going to be like that. We're still on pace. We're still two campuses. We invested all this audio video equipment into Silverado High School and then we lost Silverado High School. And you know what I did? I didn't tell the team, get your screwdrivers and get your drills. We're gonna go take all that stuff back. You know what I said? 
I said, it's a seed. I said, leave the TVs on the wall. Leave the speakers on the wall. Leave the projector up there. Leave the soundboard there. It's theirs. We're sowing it because where God is taking us, we don't need two 50-inch TVs and some speakers, y'all. We need a miracle. We need a miracle building. We need miracle open doors. We need miracle favor. We need miracle properties. I'm going to go over there. Hey, Clark County School District, can we get our speakers back? We, I told the team, I said, They're, we sowed them. And then I was reminded of the word God gave me for Silverado. Here was the word God gave me. He said, you're believing for a building. Go adopt. And he gave me the picture of, of these couples that, that adopt a child that can't get pregnant. They adopt a child and then they get pregnant. And God said, go adopt. Adopt a property. And watch what I'll give you. So we adopted Silverado. And we put all this beautiful stuff into Silverado. And then we lost Silverado. But God's going to give us a baby. God's going to give us the right property at the right time. God's going to give us the right facility. Oh, come on. Let me hear an amen from somebody. Give me this mountain, God. I'm not just praying for buildings. You said it. You gave us the word for this church. Amen. That's my mountain. That's the church's mountain. But you got a mountain. Believe God. Believe God again. Go back to your journal. Go back to your, to your place of prayer. And say, God, you said. You said. You said. There's an inheritance for you. In Jesus' name. Whew. Amen. And amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come on, let's give the Lord some praise. I feel that. Amen. So I'm praying for you. I'm believing God with you. And next week, whether you join us online or in person, um, we're going to continue on this journey. You're going to get your life back. You're going to get your faith back. And, and I really do believe this next half of the year, these next five months are going to be marked by good treasure going in and good fruit coming out. In Jesus' name. Maybe you're watching right now and you don't know the Lord. Maybe you've walked away from God. Maybe you've um, just gotten distracted. You've, you've backslidden. You've walked away from your faith. Maybe you've never given your life to Christ and you just found us online today. If you'd like to place your faith in Christ, place your faith in what Jesus did for you on the cross. Why don't you pray with me right now? The Bible says anyone who calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. Let's, let's do it right now. I want this whole church in here is going to pray with me, and I want you to pray with me as well. Let's pray together. Say, Jesus, I believe in you. I believe you died for me, and I believe you rose again. 
So I turn from my old life and I turn towards you. I declare Jesus is Lord of my life. Amen. And amen and amen. All right, we're going to continue this series. Griffin's going to come. He just has a few more things for you before we're dismissed, and then he'll, um, he'll pray you out of here. And uh, either way, we'll see you next week, 930, 1130, uh, however you're comfortable worshiping. And uh, really, really excited about uh, what the Lord's given me here. It's going to be awesome. Come on up, Griff. Thank you. Bless you guys. <laughs>